Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget, real quick, before you go any further, stop what you're doing right now. Unless you're driving, that would be dangerous. Pull over to the side. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And uh, don't forget, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, as well as Blake Street Tavern. A lot to get to today. A lot of cool Colorado news I want to get your way as well. Before we get into the headlines, I think I broke my toe. I know it's always something with me. It's either somebody's sick in the house or I'm hurt. And most likely, you could put your money on me being hurt. So I, somehow, some way, I must have broke my toe. And I did it, I want to say, like a couple weeks ago. And I thought it would just go away. <laughs> like, yeah, if you ignore it, it'll go away. But no, it's getting worse. So I looked up what you have to do. Because there's not much you can do about a broken toe unless the bone's sticking out of the skin. And I'm not there yet. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't get to that point. And my foot isn't, like, turning solid purple. So it's like, it, it's to me, it seems like it must have a slight fracture in there. So... What they say you have to do is like tape up your your toes together. I stuck a piece of cotton in there and so they don't get irritated. My two toes rubbing against each other. Long and short of it. Now I walk even funnier because I have my my toes taped together. Ha! I am a, just a hot mess because not only do I have most likely a broken toe, which I'm probably not going to go to the doctor for because what are they going to tell me? They're going to tell me what I just did. Do what you just did, Scott. Thanks for the money. They're going to say, tape up your toe. Okay, check. Got it. Go home. Take some ibuprofen. Got it. Check. And then uh, elevate, rest, and ice. Okay? And I'm gonna be like, okay, fine. Thanks. Thanks. I'll be paying this off for a while. <laughs> I'm quite the catch, you know. I have a possible broken toe, a possible tear in my MCL. It hurts horribly bad. To, to do any sort of squat, whether that's like picking anything up off the ground or getting out of a chair. It feels like a knife is being thrust into my, my knee. And then I also have my jacked up hip. Ooh, ladies, you are so, oh, I bet you're so jealous that I'm married. You're like, wow, that guy is a physical specimen. <laughs> wow, so, so erotic. <laughs> oh, the noises he must make when he gets up out of a chair. Ah, ah. God damn it. That's me every time I get up. And my kids look at me like, oh, is this what 40s are like? <laughs> I don't want to get old. Don't want to get old. You know what we need to do right now? <laughs> Let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> this is interesting because I remember when the law passed and everything that was going on, people were concerned about what the consequences were going to be. Grocery stores obviously sell full-strength beer, and a lot of people were thinking, is that going to cause major problems for liquor stores? Well, the University of Colorado State, or Colorado State University, as I like to call it, <laughs> CSU, they did a study because they're smart up there. And the data says, no, not really. It hasn't really caused any problems for liquor stores here in Colorado. Using cell phone tracking data to analyze liquor store traffic, 
researchers found a 5% decrease in foot traffic in liquor stores. Just 5%. Now, real quick, that could vary from store to store, depending on the location. Looking at the, the research, I didn't see anything that really broke it down per location. They're just saying as a whole. So the, it would be interesting to see if in certain cities, is that 5% still hold water or is it a lot different? Is it 50%? That's interesting. If you own a liquor store or know somebody that does own a liquor store and you want to dispute these findings, let me know. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. I think that would be fascinating to find out. That being said, I have a stigma attached to buying liquor at the grocery stores. I still look at it as for the longest time they sold beer, but it was only three, two beer. So it was nothing over the alcohol level of 3.2%. So I, I don't think about going to get beer at King Supers or Safeway or anything like that. I just don't associate it with, I always go to a liquor store because I know they're going to have what I want. Because as of right now, you can't buy everything at a grocery store. You, you can buy beer. They're going to start selling wine at liquor store or at grocery stores, excuse me. And they're expecting, according to the, the smart people over at Colorado State University, they're anticipating another 5% decrease due to uh, traffic going into grocery stores versus liquor stores. So that'll be a combined 10%. Okay, so it's going to be a 10% hit according to their studies as a whole in Colorado. But if they start selling everything at grocery stores, hard alcohol and stuff like that, like, you know, you can get your whiskey, your bourbon, your tequila, stuff like that at a grocery store, then then liquor stores are going to have a problem. Speaking of that, I need to replenish my my whiskey and bourbon collection. I have none. I have nothing. I have a little bit of tequila left. And that's just, I'm getting it, by the way, I am getting kind of used to drinking tequila. Not that bad. If you get the right stuff, I, I think it's Anijo, and I'm probably saying that wrong. But So don't get mad at me and judge me. You're like, oh, fucking white boy, don't know how to say it. It's blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I suck at Spanish. Anyway, it's delicious, but... I mean, I prefer if I have to choose between tequila or bourbon, I'm going to select bourbon. But that being said, I'm starting to like tequila. And if you have a good tequila you think I should try, uh, invite me over. I'll drink it. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for it. Come on. Come on. We'll get we'll get liquored up together. Share some stories. Have a good time. But it's, it's interesting to look at this with uh, the study of from Colorado State University on, on what the effects were. Now, further information in regards to this, the study also found that small breweries had a hard time getting on grocery store shelves due to the high costs of insurance and requests to distribute to minimum number of stores, which created logistical barriers that many of those small businesses weren't equipped to handle. Okay, so those challenges made it easier for those smaller breweries to partner with smaller liquor stores that had fewer logistical challenges to get through in terms of distribution. That's according to the study and co-author Joe Cannon. Joe Cannon, excuse me, excuse me, God, a professor of marketing at CSU. 
So it's 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 very interesting. Where do you like to buy your booze? Do you like to go to a liquor store or if it's beer, are you going to the grocery store now? I have yet to buy beer at a grocery store. Maybe they have good deals. I haven't even done, I guess though I'm not really a beer drinker really that much anymore. I'm more in the the whiskey and the in the bourbons type stuff. So let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com. This is bizarre, and it, it's this is not a Colorado-related story, although it could be. It could be. Someone figured out how to build a time machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Professor Ronald Mallet, he's 67 years old. Now, a little backstory on him. He spent some time in the United States Air Force, and he went to Pennsylvania State University to earn a Ph.D. in physics. And he's been fascinated by the thought of time travel ever since the young age of 10. So 57 years of just being infatuated with time travel. And he thinks he's cracked the code. Will he have the resources to actually build it? He's not sure. And some of you guys are much smarter than me. I'll have to say most of you are smarter than me. Except for that guy. (laughs) Oh, that guy. You know who I'm talking about, that one guy. Woo! (laughs) He's licking the wall. Classic. Anyway, this is what he said. And you may be able to follow along better with this than me. But this is what he says. It turns out that rotating black holes can create a gravitational field that could lead to loops of time being created that can allow you to go to the past. He says there are two event horizons in each spinning black hole where electromagnetic radiation cannot escape. Between the two, he says, there is something called frame dragging. He says here, the space-time continuum is dragged. Now, giving an example, he added, let's say you have a cup of coffee in front of you right now. Start stirring the cup of coffee with a spoon. It starts swirling around, right? That's what a rotating black hole does. Now, in Einstein's theory, space and time relate to each other. That's why it's called space-time. So as the black hole is rotating, it's actually going to cause a twisting of time. That all makes sense. I was thinking the same thing, (laughs) right? Anybody? No? Okay. Anyway, he says he wants to build a ring laser that can create an intense and continuous rotating beam of light, which would be able to create gravity. If the gravity he makes can pull time apart, he says the lasers would then be able to affect time itself. Now, that being said, he doesn't know what it's going to take as far as energy in in overall space, as far as, uh, you know, like, like actual dimensions of of uh, I, I man when you start talking about science shit basically i don't know how big of an area he needs to to build this how big the machine's gonna be there you go scott way to go buddy <laughs> i did it yay anyway so he doesn't know how big of an area he needs and how how big the machine will be and he doesn't know how much power it will be will be needed in order to get this thing going and to accomplish the goals that he wants. But that being said, according to his calculations, he has figured out how to travel back in time. What do you think about that? 
let's say that we get the resources to do this. Would we ever know? Would we ever know that we could travel, that somebody could travel back in time? Because if you think about it, if somebody goes back and tra- back into time and alters something, we're going to forever understand because of the way things work, the ripple effect would go back and affect us and we just forever going forward just be like, yeah, time travel is a thing. We already know that. It's such a weird, bizarre thing to think about. I don't, I don't see why the, this is a necessary thing to do. Why, why is this important? Why do we always think we need to fix things? Sometimes in life, well, actually most things in life, success is built upon your failures, okay? It is. We fuck up, we learn from our fuck-ups, and then we're better for it. Now, that being said, the time of the fuck-up really sucked. So, yeah, that, that's terrible, I know a lot of people will be like, go, go kill baby Hitler. Yeah, I get it. He was a horrible fucking person. But you can't go back in time to go smother him out because guess what is going to happen? There's going to be another version of that in some, in some way. Maybe it's not him now, and maybe it's somebody else, and maybe they're even worse. Why even go back and fuck with shit? Why? I guarantee you some of these these guys that are, I want to invent a time machine. What, what's your first thing? Well, you know, we'll go back and I want to see the dinosaurs and stuff. Then then their secret diaries, they're like, dear diary, when Carol back in second grade said she didn't like me and I had cooties, I want to go back there and tell her that I'm a smart person and I invented a time machine. Then she'll like me. Deep down, it's just nerds just wanting to correct what's wrong with their their sex lives. That's it. That's it. <laughs> now, don't quote me on that, please. Please. Somebody will. Listen, all joking aside, I don't, I don't see the point of it. it it's a neat thing. And, and the way he's explaining this, yeah, that's pretty dang cool. But what do you get out of it? There's not much to achieve in this other than causing problems. And... Who wants to be the first person to jump into a time machine? Right? Do you guys remember watching the movie The Fly with Jeff Goldblum? That poor fucking, what was it, a goat <laughs> that he put in there and it just exploded? Or was it a monkey? No, it was, I think it was a monkey that just like was a bubbling mess. Do you want to be that? Do you want to be the bubbling monkey on the floor in Jeff Goldblum's office? No, you don't. You don't. That's what's going to happen to somebody that pops in there. And sure, I'm sure that they'll go back. They'll somehow just like, they'll try it with something else, an actual object, like a cell phone or something like that. And then, oh, then some dummy's going to get in there and then they explode. Seen it a million times. <laughs> Seen it a million times. Hey, we got more coming your way, including some uplifting, pretty cool news. We'll get into that here in a second. But first, make the 2023 year, uh, make 2023 the year you beat Vegas. I am stupid. Anyway, a smart idea is going to check out Superbook Sports as it gives you a chance every week to go head to head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. There's no fancy computer algorithms. There's no guys across the pond setting lines 
for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports Colorado app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Fellas, as you know, it's all about size. Nobody's bigger than we are. We have 18,000 square feet and three bars under one roof. Add it all up, and you have Denver's best football bar. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches football. Yeah, I kind of wanted to focus on some good news. Everything is, it tends to be very dramatic and negative. Well, here's some cool stuff that happened. I think it was last month. There was a, a guy that got lost at sea and he ended up spending 24 days lost at sea, which is just horrible, but he only was able to survive on ketchup and random spices. Well, the Heinz ketchup company was like, dude, we need to find this guy and replace his boat because his boat is trash and they've been looking for him looking for him they even contacted the local government where he, where he lives and they finally found him and now they're going to give this guy his name's elvis they're going to give him a brand new boat and i thought that was kind of a cool thing because they they were making a big deal about it they're like we need to find this guy and there was a bunch of people claiming to be him but they weren't him so they finally did and they're They're staying true to the word and good for Heinz. That's kind of a cool thing. It's a cool thing. So good for him. Former Denver Bronco David Bruton Jr., a lot of you guys remember him, old number 30, played in the NFL for eight years. And when he retired, he didn't do what a lot of former athletes do. He didn't go into broadcasting because that's all he knows. No, he was always fascinated with physical therapy and rehab for athletes. So he decided to pursue physical therapy and he went to CU School of Medicine. He earned his doctorate and within the past year, he was able to open his own clinic called Between the Lines where he helps young athletes recover and get back on track to compete. And I think that's just a really cool thing. So kudos to him for using his brain, and I appreciate that. That's kind of a dig at all these other athletes that do nothing other than talk sports, but I just like to see that. It's like Randy Johnson. Remember when we were talking about Randy Johnson, the former Major League Baseball pitcher, the guy that is was famous for throwing a pitch and blowing up a, a bird because <laughs> he was just, it just wrong place, wrong time for that stupid bird. But anyway, He's now a, a professional photographer and he takes he's he's still within sports. He takes pictures of baseball games and other, and other events. But I just think that's cool when these athletes do something that's you know what what a normal person would do. And I say normal, I couldn't become a physical therapist. I'm not smart enough. But I uh, but I think that that's a really neat thing. So I applaud athletes that go against the grain and do something different. I like that. This is also something that popped up. I was on Denver 7, their website this morning, reading some of their articles, and I saw this article that they wrote. And I, I th- and I want to do this now. There's a cannabis experience 
where you can go around Denver touring the city with cannabis. The Cannabis Experience CEO, Sarah Woodson, and her husband, Terry, told Denver 7 that they have a bus that can hold up to 12 people, and you must be accompanied by a staff member, but you can go on different types of tours around the great state of Colorado with the consumption of marijuana products at at the helm. I think that would be kind of cool. She says IDs will be checked and safe consumption information will be shared before the tour begins. Guests will be allowed to smoke on the bus, but marijuana won't be sold during the ride. Non-alcoholic beverages and food will be available for guests to enjoy. You gotta take care of the munchies if you're, you know, smoking and you're just traveling around. I would have to say that if you don't have jalapeno Cheetos, a bag of those munchies that are only like $2 for a bag of munchies, you can get them at, oh, just a lot of convenience stores and stuff like that. Really good (laughs) chips. Anyway, you got to have a good, legit uh, stack of of goodies. So that will be kind of cool. This is what she said. We have a Rhino mural tour where we'll drive around Rhino, stop at different murals. People will be able to jump out. We'll have a dispensary stop, she said. We're going to be taking them to dispensaries. And we will have a host talking about the different strands of cannabis in a city. But how will the cannabis smoke be kept away from the driver, Denver 7 asked. She said, so that door closes, and underneath us, there's an air filtration system that is pulling out all the smoke and bringing them back in, according to Woodson. She also says that they're still trying to determine how much cannabis people will be allowed to consume on the bus. If you want more information on that, go to 420artclass.com. And I believe as of today, you can set up a tour. And I think that would be neat. I I wouldn't mind doing that. I told Kip Wilson that we got to go do this. We got to. What better way to explore Colorado and the beauty of just the downtown area and the surrounding areas than doing it while you're fucking high off your life, man. That would be great. So it reminds me of the first time I was able to go to Hawaii. It was a long time ago. And we're, we're walking around Kailua at night. And Kailua is just a great little small little place in, in Oahu. Anyway, so I'm walking around. Somebody gave me some weed. And I'm walking around high as a kite, and it was the most beautiful thing I have seen because it was at night, but you could see the outline of the mountains as you're walking, and you hear the sound of the ocean. It was just a beautiful thing, and Hawaii is such a beautiful place. And it's kind of the same thing. If you're able to go on these tour buses for you know Colorado tours and you're able to get in the right state of mind, giving all the great benefits of Colorado and the cannabis that that it provides, what a great time to just go explore in the comfort of a bus and drive around town and learn something about the city. Because there's a lot of shit around here that we just don't know about. You might drive through places, but you might not know the full story about things. So I think that would be a neat experience. I would like to do something like that in the mountains because mountains are just so beautiful here in Colorado. So I, I, I just think that's neat. It's, it's, a, it's a great way to experience Colorado. Now, that being said, 
I say that about the mountains, but then I start thinking about, well, what about those mountain lions? <laughs> I'm not going to have like, uh, you know, Derek Wolf on my side with his bow and arrow ready to shoot at all times. We can't be lucky enough to have that. Could you imagine experiencing a, a predator like that in your, your high off your ass? That'd be horrible. That'd be talk about a way to ruin the high and the high won't go away. <laughs> It may be for about two seconds, but then you're going to be like, <laughs> oh, my God, look at that thing. It's going to kill me. My luck, my luck, as I, I, I'm thinking about this because I'm wearing a shirt that, that has a picture of Bigfoot on it, I would actually be have the luck of running into an actual Bigfoot, and all my doubts would be out the window. I'd be like, no, they're real. But my problem is, when I try to tell people about it, they're going to be like, so what What led up to you encountering this Bigfoot, Scott? Well, I smoked about two bowls of this high-end uh, weed, and I, I was feeling good. And then next thing I know, I'm trying to go pee in the woods, and there it was. It was Bigfoot. And guess what? He was waving at me. Those guys are friendly. They are. I don't know why we're so scared of them. Anyway, he took me back to his place. It was great. He uh, fed me some fish, met his family, <laughs> the fam. <laughs> They're like, Scott, you were high off your ass and you saw Bigfoot? Yeah, we believe you. That would be my luck. My luck. Be like, guys, I swear to God, it's, it's real. Then I'm one of those guys that is forever is like chasing Bigfoot. Then I go back out there sober and I can't find him. I can't find him. Apparently, you can only find Bigfoot if you're high. I want to believe. Anyway, I don't know. It got really weird at the end. I am so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to go make sure I didn't tight. I, I'm hoping I didn't put the bandage on too, or the wrap my toes too tight. And then my, could you imagine I do that? And then I fuck up my toes. Then I got to get my toes cut off. Well, you wrapped them too tight, you dipshit. You should have gone to the doctor. Should have, should have. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. If you want to interact with me, please do so. Like Rose, 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 I saw what you wrote on my Facebook page. She said tube sock. <laughs> she said tube sock. You guys, if you listened to the last episode, you know what that means. I got like 29 more tube socks to go. <laughs> and then... You'll get a surprise on social media. <laughs> hey, hey, there's no cutoff time for that. So <laughs> thank you, Rose, for uh, tuning into the podcast. Truly appreciate it. Also, I want to say a big shout out to Chris, who's a big time listener of the podcast. Chris w reached out to me on Twitter and said, you know, he's he's enjoyed my time when I was back on the radio station and now he listens to the podcast for his entertainment. So I appreciate I I think that's cool. Thanks, Chris. Hopefully this episode wasn't too bizarre for you. But uh, yeah, I, I love hearing about that, guys. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't done it. And if you could, please give it a nice review wherever you're listening. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, as well as Blake Street Tavern. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. It's to Huff Uncensored. Remember, if you find Bigfoot here in the great state of Colorado as you're going hiking in the, in the mountains, make sure you're not high because otherwise nobody's going to believe you.
Nobody will believe you. Hey, I saw Bigfoot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How much weed did you smoke, Scott? Does it matter? Yeah, it does. It does. Okay, well, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Sorry. Sorry. Well, we don't believe you. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm so stupid. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. Hopefully you smiled a little bit in this episode. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.